Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live here in New York City. It's Monday, August 29th. I'm Jamie Erdahl alongside Kyle Brandt, our NFL Network insider Mike Garofolo, and a Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty. And we were shocked. I was shocked. We did our whiteboards with who we thought was going to be number one, yes. who we oh, thought yeah. should be number one. Yeah. And my mind was blown. I did not see it coming, which is so embarrassing to say about Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole thing. That's going to be Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then it was just in the end, it was Tom Brady, as always. Right. Number one player in the world, as voted by the players. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Tom Brady. Oh, man. Best Time for the, the lead block. Time for the lead block. block. I still think maybe Chris Drevler might be the number one player in the yep. NFL. But we'll get to that right now. All right, so Zach Wilson underwent uh, successful oh, knee surgery on August 16th. Is he going to play the opener? We don't know. Tyrod Taylor is now with the Giants and just gets crunched by Michael Clemens. It says here on my sheet, Tyrod Taylor would leave the game with a back injury per Mike Garofolo. Mike, you're on the sheet. Do you want to autograph it for me afterwards? <laughs> I feel bad for Tyrod. He's tough as hell. He plays through it. And the Jets win 31-27 in what we call the Snoopy Bowl. Jason, what do you have? Oh, I have another game going on. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Lions. Kenny Pickett, he's trying to earn a starting job. Last week, he was 6 of 7 for 76 yards. The Steelers beat the Lions, if you care. Mm. <laughs> of course we care. And we care that Tom Brady is back and playing the aforementioned number one undisputed, well, actually very disputed. <laughs> uh, Top-ranked player in the league. Pretty good. Uh, but the Colts would win 27 to 10. Brady six for eight, 44 yards. But uh, it was less about what happened on the field and more about what Brady said after the game. Let's listen. It's all personal, you know. Everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And you know, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so you know, you just gotta try to figure out life the best you can. And you know, it's a uh, continuous process so that's a fairly human moment from the goat yesterday what do we think of Brady and what he had to say after his 11-day absence that's what he was referring to before he played in that Bucks preseason finale I don't know Jamie I got a lot of bleep going on okay I'm 43 <laughs> years old we all do this is the Brady that we want this is the one that we love not the one who does the the tweets or the strange ad campaigns that clearly someone came up for him <laughs> 
this is the guy who no teammates ever speak out against, who always say he's our guy. That's so real. At this point in my life, almost all of the social invitations I get to do something, I reply with the text, sorry, man, I got a lot of bleep going on. That is just what life is like. We all do, especially Tom Brady now who has kids who are becoming teenagers and adolescents and he's on boards and running companies and he also is going to try to win a Super Bowl this year with the Bucks. It's probably my favorite Brady quote ever. We've been listening to this man talk for over 20 years. I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of bleep going on. Sew that on a pillow, Tom. It's absolutely perfect. My question as it pertains to football is, will the I got a lot of bleep going on mentality follow him this year? And I don't mean that's going to bring him down. I just mean like, is he going to have some I got a lot of bleep going on days built into the schedule on Thursdays or Mondays or Tuesdays. Is there going to be, a, you know, LeBron at one point had a lot of bleep going on and became load management in the middle of the season. He's like, I just want to take a couple weeks off. It, where are we going to go with Brady? Because if he's going to play this year and maybe even the next year, would we even get so radical as to week nine, uh, he's not going to play? He's, that's just going to be the Tom Brady, I have a lot of bleep going on week and Blaine Gabbert's just going to start that week? Are there going to be times when he doesn't show up until the end of the week because he doesn't feel like he needs to practice? Why? Because he has a lot of bleep going on. I don't even mind it. Like, he's earned all that stuff. I want to know how far this mentality goes. When the season starts, are we all in every single second? Or do we say, I'm Tom Brady. I've kind of earned it. And again, I'm going to say it one more time. I have a lot of bleep going on. Jason, you played with them. We should just name the segment. I got a lot of bleep lot going on. Or the show. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, lo I, I love how it was tied in there. But to me, I think this moment shows, I think sometimes we look at athletes and they seem like some type of machine, especially a guy like Brady, who has been at the very top for so long. And we compartmentalize the different things going on in our lives. I think about different places I've been. One of the sayings was, put everything in the drawer. When the season starts, all your personal matters, everything going on outside of football, put it in a drawer when the season's over open the drawer back up another place I played that we had a little box at the top right before you walk onto the field it was like the thoughts box so anything that didn't have anything to do with football as you're walking on the field you take the thoughts out of your head put them in a box really on your way off you take your thoughts back out of the box put them back in your head that's so hard to do that's so hard to do. we all that's have a real box going, real box real box right at Rutgers you can go up to the practice field <laughs> game field the really? box is right there the oh, thought box man. and Brady's like damn the box right now. I yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. Married, three kids. Yeah. Like you said, everybody Companies, has it going yep. on. And you appreciate him saying that because it is very hard for an athlete to continue to be great and do the things you do on a daily basis when stuff's not right, whatever the case it may be. Body, injuries, family, there's so many different things. So I appreciate it, Tom. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago, Brady was on a podcast where he said, my kids are never going to know what it was like for normal people. Yeah, you know, we got people to take us to the airport and yeah. do this. And, it, and he was ruined. He wasn't saying that he appreciates that. He'd rather his kids have to go through that like the rest of us have to go. And now here he is standing up there. Tom Brady has never felt less like a borderline billionaire, a guy that's married to a supermodel, a six-time champion, a future Hall of Famer, and more like Roger Murtaugh. Uh, you know, I'm too old for this bleep right there. Yep. But then again, Murtaugh, three movies later, Still after it. I mean, he was on the verge of retirement in the first one. So I, I, it's just, we still don't have the full picture of what's happening with Tom mm -hmm. Brady. The best understanding we have is that there was some kind of pre-planned vacation family thing in between him retiring and coming sure. back, and he was still going to carry through that, that family obligation. But I, I did appreciate the fact that he was up there talking to us like... 
Kyle, you're talking to your friends, and Jason, yeah. you're talking, and, and I know. Uh, Jamie. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I love the realness of it. I really do because it's a lot of weight for this many years to be Tom Brady yeah. and just let it down there for a second. Was, was, it was, was very good. real, but I also respected the fact that it created a boundary. Mm. That I think sometimes we all need to be reminded that in this world of accessibility, with everybody constantly, we want answers, we want them now. He's just not giving them to us. And more power to you. I, I was struck by the, when the way he delivered that statement. I had a memory of um, years ago, it was October 2016, I had the first game back on the sideline for him. He was in Cleveland, okay. and it was back from his suspension. And it's a big production meeting then. You're in the room, and it's the first time he's back, and what is he going to say? And you feel a bit of an obligation to try to get as much as you can from him, especially mm -hmm. everything that he had gone through. And he sat, and he listened to our questions, and he said the same thing. You know, that's all very personal, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go out there and try to make my team better. And I think he threw for four touchdowns that day, and he took care of business. But he listens to your questions, he analyzes it, and then he doesn't really give you what you want, but he says it in a nice way by, well, that's all personal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? More power to you. Sorry I tried to cross a boundary. <laughs> you got it, Tom Brady. Do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't imagine being Tom Brady. I remember one of the guys in New England asked him, hey, Tom, it's 10 o'clock at night, someone in the house goes to use the restroom and there's no toilet paper like what do you do okay like, tom can't just roll into walgreens sure. or another fast pharmacy yeah. to grab it he was like babe i never run out of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> never happens. like brady doesn't run it's just so hard to be him can't be a normal guy so that cool. might be my favorite brady quote. You like that one <laughs> but the joke is that brady has bidets but we don't need to get into that. Uh, I, I can, the way you're laying out that maybe there was a pre-existing family plan before, can't you just hear that conversation with Giselle that he's yeah. like, I think I want to come back and play. She's like, well, we're still going on that vacation in August. Yeah. Honey, we can't. No, we're going. I, I, I'm just sighing along with him. And you have to just be like, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think and, and I, I just, I, I relate. I honestly think Jess and Giselle are kindred spirits. Is that right? Way. We got to get them together. Is that right? You, know? you think so? Tom, give us a shout. <laughs> since, since we're real now. Uh -huh. So, Mike. Uh, you reported on a scary situation yesterday with Commander's rookie running back Brian Robinson Jr. last night. You, the news came out, but you were all over it. So what's the latest? Yes, Brian Robinson Jr., uh, who's been extremely impressive and looking like he was going to take over the Commander's starting running back role, uh, now going to be sidelined, at least for a bit here, after being shot multiple times in what we are told was an attempted robbery slash carjacking. Our Tom Pelissero, who added the details along with me, said that police told him that they responded to a shooting at the one thousand block of 8th Street Northeast in D.C. One victim, excuse me, it was Robinson with two gunshot wounds to the lower extremities. Two suspects fled. The police recovered a firearm nearby. So this could have been much worse. Thankfully, Robinson in stable condition, we were told immediately, and it was made clear to us immediately that he was the victim in this case here. The commanders releasing a statement afterwards saying that they were aware of the situation and aware of the injuries. And Ron Rivera also said that he met with Robinson last night and he tweeted out his statement as well so everyone thankful that this was not work uh, worse excuse me we will continue to gather information on Robinson and what happened in this situation as we move forward here but again the good news is that Robinson's injury is definitely not life-threatening we'll see how long he's sidelined football seems to be secondary in this case right now absolutely Ron Rivera in that tweet saying that he's in good spirits so that's fantastic mm. to hear about Brian Robinson jr. Grab your coffee, grab your tea. It's time for today's Wake Up Call, presented by Verizon. Tom Brady is ranked number one in the NFL Top 100, voted on by the players. Aaron Donald comes in at number two. Cooper, Cooper Cup is the highest wide receiver at four. Jonathan Taylor made his first ever Top 100 appearance at ranked fifth. 
That is quite the jump. <laughs> Not the best one, but that's mm -hmm. quite the jump. As for Brady, though, he is apparently, uh, there should be a new term. He is the GOAT, sure, of everything, but of oh. the NFL Top 100. This was Brady's fourth time ranked number one. No not a single other player has ever been ranked one mm. more than once mm. since it began in 2011. So now we have a look at the entire list, but the top 20 was released last night. What was the biggest surprise to us among the top 20 in the F NFL Top 100? Josh Allen at number 13. <laughs> yeah. 13. 13. Last week we yeah. talked about who we thought would be number one, who we thought should be number one. Peter said he thought that Josh Allen <laughs> yes. would be number one. And he came up 13. 13. I mean, this guy, if you just Google MVP favorites for the 2022 season, Josh Allen is at the top of that. But we, as players, uh -huh. me as a former player, uh -huh. thought that he was 13. Uh -huh. It's just hard for me to kind of wrap my head around it. Josh Allen has some amazing plays last season. He's dragging guys. He's throwing the ball across his body. He's just doing things that it doesn't look like a quarterback should be doing. I thought he would be higher because it's a lot of those wild plays. I can't say that there's 12 players in the NFL that I'm choosing over a Josh Allen. You're more up in arms about that because you picked Aaron Donald to go should yeah. and will, and yeah. yet the fact that Aaron Donald isn't one doesn't bother you as much he's as two. 13. He's, he's two. two. Yeah. He's right there. He's two. Yeah. And there should be a player that would have the most number one ranking since this has come out. Uh -huh. I mean, can we think of somebody better than Tom Brady? I no. Mean, uh, as voted by the players. Yeah. And it's incredible. The NFL players, for all their physical gifts and all their physical talents, they can't see or hear, apparently. They have no hearing and no hearing. <laughs> so, did you watch a game last Last year, you thought there were 12 players better than 17 on the Buffalo Bills. Never even mind the Chiefs game. What about the week before against the Patriots? I don't know if a player has ever had back-to-back -back better games in NFL history than those two games. Mm. And he's a baker's dozen. I, I get it. You see the game differently, and you don't want to hear people who didn't play, blah, 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 blah. Can you see the giant E on the C and I chart? Because that stands for error right now. 13, Mike. Why not just make him 50? Why not just have him out of the top 100? Let's say he's the 1300th best player. Is it the Jaguars' Josh Allen? You know, I know there's two Josh Allens. It gets confusing. <laughs> this is the Bills quarterback one, and you have it 13. Okay, it's your list. It's awful. What are you guys doing? I love you guys. No. I put food on the table with you guys. What are you doing? <laughs> 13? What are we food doing, Mike? With you guys. Check the trash can. You ever see election when there's a couple of ballots that yeah. Matthew Broderick throws in? Reese Witherspoon. Yes, exactly. She's ahead of Josh Allen on this list. Must have seen. So Chris Klein. Broderick. Uh. On the best NFL players, Matthew Broderick is ahead of Josh Allen, I think. Guys, I love you. I know you're busy. But, like, 13. I know you have a lot of bleep going on. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> I'm afraid to go somewhere else with this I conversation. I feel Did like you see we should just, just keep 13. 13, 13, yeah. Not third. Thir thir 13. 13. The one in the front with the TH in the back. Something's wrong there. The, the hard part about this list, especially when it comes to Josh Allen being Correct. 13th, is that really if we're doing this based on the way the NFL goes these days, the top 20 should probably all be quarterbacks, right? That's yeah. what happens when it comes ah. to MVPs and all that sure. stuff. Or maybe the top 19 and Aaron Donald, something like that. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the top 20, and I don't see Joe Burrow in there. Now, look, you know, a lot of times these things are kind of like Pro Bowls. You're a little bit further behind, where, you know, the, the first year that you're in, you're, you're too low, and the last year that you're in, yeah. you're too high, one of those things. <laughs> uh, but Joe Burrow, to me, is a guy that we're going to be looking back and 20 years and maybe seeing the, the kind of skinny font that we saw for Tom Brady in that graphic where we've got to fit them all in. So he's, he's been voted number one four times. And I go back to Steve Spagnuolo last year, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, the very accomplished defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, comparing Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. 
And he wouldn't do that lightly. That's a guy who's seen Tom Brady and bested him on the biggest stage. And he said, this is the kind of guy uh, who creates the same kind of problems as Tom Brady. So Joe Burrow not being the top 20 surprise for me. I'm going to slowly back away from the quarterback conversation. <laughs> just, just safely we remove got. myself and make a left turn to the wide receiver topic bar. Because okay. congratulations, Cooper Cup. Yeah. You were voted the best wide receiver. And I'm just going to say this in a very calm, cool, and collected voice because I feel like the table needs it right now. Mm -hmm. um, Cooper Cup, you're the best wide receiver as voted amongst your peers. That's fantastic. Good for you. But, but I, I also apologize because no longer are we allowed to say that you are underrated, right. underappreciated, underseen, any of the unders. I'm sorry. Good. You're the best wide receiver as voted on by your team, by your teammates and your peers. And, and four spots ahead of Devontae Adams. I mean, last week we were on the show bickering about who was better and why. And I'm pretty sure, Jason, you Devontae. took Devontae and you were aghast at anybody who would go a different direction. And so what did you make of that when you saw the fact that Cooper Cup four spots ahead of Devontae Adams? I mean, I had I had Devontae one as mm -hmm. receivers. Yeah. I had Cooper Cup two. Yes. It's not like I had him yeah. far off, but I think Kyle said it. The triple crown. He had the yards, yes. the receptions, the touchdowns. So you understand it. I still think if I'm choosing a team, I'm going Devontae one. I'll mm -hmm. take Cooper Cup two, but I'm still going Devontae. It's a great take by Jamie. Don't ever say he's underappreciated anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He is paid. Yep. He is a Super Bowl champ. Yep. He was just voted by his peers as the best wide receiver. So I know it's a great little phrase to attach to someone. Cooper Cup is not underappreciated at all. He's nope. just awesome. He's a star. It's he won over. a Super Bowl. He's won a, he won it all. You're good. Not yep. deceptively fast. No. no. Not a Jim Rad, son of a coach. None no. of that stuff. Mike, just a great NFL player. Stop. <laughs> Everybody stop. Hey, coming up, Mike Tomlin has a decision to make, and we all want to know the answer, but he's not giving it to anybody. Who's the quarterback? <laughs> Who's the quarterback? It's backyard barbecue season, so light up the charcoal or fire up the propane and throw some burgers on the grill. Some people like cheeseburgers, others like hamburgers, and people will argue about pickles until the cows come home. But there's one thing that needs no debate. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. You add Hellman's, and boom, next level burgers, it's that easy. And then there's the side that every backyard burger cries out for, Potato salad. Do you want to know the best secret ingredient? You've probably already guessed it. Tellman's Real Mayonnaise. There are two kinds of potato salad. Deliciously irresistible, rich and creamy potato salad and potato salad made without Hellman's. It's up to you what you want to serve. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donna and her friends were excited to check out a new spot for game night in her Toyota Camry until they arrived and realized that this particular game night was bingo night. B14. 
So Donna and her friends regrouped in the Camry and plotted a winning move to a mini golf course for some tried and true fun. Competitive drives. It's a Camry vibe. The all-hybrid Toyota Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Mike, do you have a starting quarterback? I might, but you guys not going to have it today. Again, like I told you guys the other week, man, we're not going to make knee-jerk reactions and statements following the performance. We'll go through our proper professional procedure. We'll evaluate the game. We'll meet with our front office people. We'll have discussions. We'll talk internally. We'll talk external possibilities. We'll go through our normal procedure this time of year, and we'll disclose it to you at our, at our leisure, to be quite honest with you. Proper professional procedure. Let them know. I don't care. I just want to pick it with your gut, man. Go with your heart. Yeah. We're, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, though. Pick it with your gut? Is that, was that your way of saying Oh, yeah. you might have just caught me there. You also sounds like he's there. on the fence. But let me, let, me, <laughs> let me get to the question first. Who should be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, better to ask us here. Don't ask Mike Tomlin. <laughs> no. If he's got things under control, we we'll let you. you know. And I really like it. This has been really fascinating because each brings something to the table, Pickett and Trubisky. And let's just let's let's look how this thing's played out over the last few weeks. Look, Just look at the raw numbers. If you want to be a objective about this side by side it's the yeah. same completion it's the same yards it's pretty much the same everything they both played really well and so there is the thought the conservative way to look at this is if Trubisky loses the job let me tell you something Mitch was even better than those numbers he came in and executed made good throws downfield everywhere I think if you look at this they both played well so you go with Trubisky because he's way more experienced he knows how to be a number one he knows mm -hmm. how the media all that stuff and yet, guys, I can't shake this picket thing because I think Trubisky is Trubisky. Flashes of really good and then some like long stretches of, of decency. If Pickett is special though, like don't you have a gut? And Mike Tomlin will make the decision. And I just, I keep coming back to this. He is a coach who I do what I want. I answer to nobody. Yeah. I'm one, one of maybe five or six in the whole league who is just in a vacuum. I don't have to appease anyone. Not no one upstairs, no one out there. I do what I want to do. If he has a feeling that Mitch has been great, Kenny seems special. And I want to get to the Super Bowl this year. And I don't care if it's a rookie quarterback. I think that's when you do it. If you just want to sit back and say, well, Mitch didn't lose the job and we'll go to battle with Mitch and 10 and 7 would be amazing. Or we think we got something. We think we have a Russell Wilson type as a rookie. We think this Kenny Pickett has magic. We're going to take a ride on. And it's a tough decision because a lot of people will question it. And if you start one and two, they'll say, why the hell did you play Pickett? I hope he does. Because just watching from my perspective, my very uh, naive perspective, I think Pickett has it. And I'd like to see him out there week one. I would. I think you go with Mitchell Trubisky for Probably. a couple of reasons. But the, uh, the one that I'm thinking about is the long-term reason. You sign this guy to a two-year deal, right? So let's, let's say he goes out there mm -hmm. and he plays well and he resets his value here. You could potentially flip him, right? You could trade him somewhere else and get some value back because you know in the long run it's going to be Kenny Pickett at some point. And maybe someday we're going to be sitting there saying, in the year that the Steelers needed a quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger retired, they had the 20th pick in the NFL draft. And nobody took a quarterback ahead of them or jumped ahead of them, despite the fact that they knew that the Steelers needed a quarterback. How did Kenny Pickett fall into their right. laps? How did we let that happen? But in the meantime, you could potentially set yourself up to have a guy play well, play better than he did in Chicago, because 
you feel like you've given him a better chance to succeed with the Pittsburgh Steelers in an offense that plays to his strengths and then turn around and get some value back for him as you turn it over to the mm-hmm. young guy. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, to me, I, I agree with you, Mike. You go with the veteran. You go with Mitch Trubisky. He's performed well. You brought him there for a reason. Like you said, you've given him a two-year deal. And then if things don't go well, you can always insert the rookie, Kenny Pickett. The thing is, if you start with Kenny Pickett, he's your guy of the future. He's the one you selected 20th overall to lead your franchise. If things don't don't go well early for the rookie, and you pull him and put the veteran in, stuff starts to get dicey. Confidence is messed yeah. with. So you start out with Mr. Trubisky. Plus, you don't throw the rookie into the fire. They start off with the Cincinnati Bengals and the New England Patriots. The games last year where they played against the Bengals, they didn't fare too well. They lost a combined 65-20. to 20. In those games, the Bengals defense versus Pittsburgh had four interceptions, seven sacks, and Mike Hilton took one of those interceptions back for a touchdown. So to me, a young Kenny Pickett, yes, he's looked great in the preseason. There's no game plan. There's not much pressure. Uh, teams aren't blitzing. So it's a totally different ball game when you get out there in the regular season. So week one, Cincinnati Bengals. Then you go and you have to uh, host the New England Patriots coming yeah. into town. You know the one thing about the New England Patriots? Patriots, hmm. the head coach is Bill Belichick. Do you guys know how he has fared against rookie yeah, quarterbacks in the NFL? All-time rookie quarterbacks hey. against Bill Belichick, 6-24. and 24. Since 2014, 1-13. He does not lose to rookie quarterbacks. Yes, Kyle, you're right. Tua got him in 2020, COVID year. I mean, Bill looks at that mulligan. You know, it was COVID. There was like a lot of different things going on. There was a lot of bleep going on. There so, was. to me, you you let this guy sit down and watch for the beginning of the season. If it comes to a point where, like you said, Mitch kind of starts moving towards Mitch, then you insert Kenny Pickett. But you want to start out with the veteran who's been in these situations. I don't care. Put Kenny Pickett on that list. Oh. Let's go. Make it 2-14 and 14 or whatever the number was. <laughs> start him. Play him against anybody. Because how we have gotten to the fourth person in this conversation and no one has mentioned the fact that the Steelers' defense is so life-changing that they will handle their business. No one's going to go out in two weeks and score 65 points against the Steelers' defense. They're going to handle it just fine. All right, so now that the ship is already being led by a Steelers' defense, allow Kenny Pickett to be your guy. Just let him take over. It's what the people want. It's He's a Pittsburgh guy. He's been walking those halls the last five years, six years it feels yeah. like, as a Pitt Panther. Kyle just pointed the numbers out. The numbers are even. Mm. So if you're looking at a veteran in Mitch Trubisky, in my mind, those numbers should be better than when a rookie comes in and plays three preseason games and you're putting up the same numbers. What does that mean in terms of both of their floors and ceilings? I'm not assigning Mm. labels to anybody, but the fact of the matter is, it's not even like Kenny Pickett had this flash where we were like, we've liked what we've seen and, and he'll grow. Like, he has shown us what we needed to see to be considered an equal from a stat perspective to Mitch Trubisky. He just feels like the guy. Mm-hmm. And you're right, but Mike Tomlin could be listening to me right now and be like, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, the question is who should be the Steelers quarterback? If you ask me who will be from yeah. a reporting Trubisky. perspective, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, but back to your point, I don't know that Mike Tomlin truly knows right now, and they've got to talk yeah. about it. And I, I, when he says no knee-jerk reactions and they're going to evaluate everything, I think they still have to go through that. But I just, I've been gearing myself up this entire offseason to see Mitchell Trubisky and the chance for redemption, and then Kenny Pickett comes in to yes. try to steal, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready for that. I still want to see <laughs> yeah. Trubisky. That, that's still a good storyline yeah. that I want to see. Yeah, proper professional procedure. Nothing, nothing, better, nothing more Mike Tomlin than those yeah. two words when he tells you who's going to be his quarterback.
All right, some news over the weekend that's kind of been dominating the headlines a little bit. Matt Ariza, the Bills punter, the now former Bills punter, who was accused, uh, along with a few other San Diego State teammates last year in a gang rape lawsuit involving a minor, was released by the team. Bills general manager Brandon Bean and head coach Sean McDermott saying that they had received information a couple of weeks ago regarding Ariza and the accusations, Bean calling them the boulders, the bigger points of what was being accused and alleged, excuse me, and the team sort of putting it together along the way. But then once the lawsuit became public, the public outcry and the pressure on the team to make a decision on Ariza, who was held out of the preseason game, then held out of practice on Saturday and eventually released on Saturday night. The team saying they want Ariza to focus on that situation. It's bigger than football. They said they learned more things as this situation became more public, and that ultimately led to them releasing Ariza after releasing fellow punter Matt last week so the Bills now without a punter they worked out four veterans yesterday I am told they're going to keep their options over uh, open excuse me over the next couple of days as more punters become available maybe a trade maybe perhaps even signing one of the punters that they worked out yesterday but uh, football obviously secondary in this situation here uh, as we bring it back here for a conversation Jamie we'll start with you your thoughts on the developments over the weekend involving Ariza and the Buffalo Bills well I continue to find it frustrating and disgusting that we have to leave space in our day to address things like this and behavior that goes on with people, with men that are supposed to be of high-class caliber athletes that we put on a pedestal and watch every Sunday afternoon. That being said, this alleged behavior is disgusting, but I always like to look at the bigger picture here. And from what I read, and Mike, please correct me if any of this isn't correct that I have come across, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like the Bills were informed of this a few weeks ago. It sounds like other teams knew of this. Uh, his name, Matt Ariza's name, was in a police report from last October in San Diego before they drafted him. It sounds like some teams were aware and the Bills were not. The first time the Bills were informed was in late July. If a name of a player who is going to be drafted in the NFL has his name in a police report in the last 10 years of this young man's life, that should be put in an email to 32 NFL teams before the NFL draft process begins. I don't care what it's for. I don't care the nature of the behavior. If it's in a police report, it should not become a, we're better investigators than you. We found this and you didn't. That shouldn't be the way you win a game in the NFL. The fact that some teams knew this and the Bills did not is inexcusable to me on a lot of different levels. But this should not be the way that we find that we can take advantage of how to have a better draft than another team. If this young woman went the day after this alleged incident occurred back in October and Matt Arise's name was on that piece of paper. The second he became eligible for the NFL draft, 32 teams should have been notified that this was even a possibility. I don't care that it took up until a few weeks ago for the team that did end up drafting him to be notified of this behavior. That is sick. Mm -hmm. The information is powerful. And for all the things that we want to talk about with the NFL draft, how that was not one of them and how the greater good didn't think that this would be important for everybody to know. Mm. The public doesn't need to know, but as future employers, I think that they need to know. And again, I say, what can we do to change moving forward so this, this, this does not happen again? That would be my thing. If someone's on a police report, everybody should know. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I think what you're saying is spot on. And when you look at the details of the alleged behavior, it's just it's disgusting. You know, you, you, you hope and you pray that this is not the account. But what he's being allegedly accused of is just downright awful. 
And to hear you say that as a woman is disheartening for me to sit here as a man, as a former NFL player, and to hear that and to know the way that this makes people feel, to just hear these types of things, it just becomes extremely frustrating. Now, you just said we have to take the time to discuss the alleged behavior of some of our men that play this game. As a man, we just we have to do better. We have to do better. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I think we all, and fans, us, and everyone is, is emotionally hungover from what went down in Cleveland for months and months and months and we're particularly sensitive about it. Not that we shouldn't be already, but we are. I I'm pleased that the Bills cut this player. The allegations are horrifying. The, the phrase that is being used for the allegations is disgusting to even see on TV. If it turns out that Matt Ariza did nothing wrong, he will have a chance to defend himself, and if that he sees that through, then he can and will should be able to punt the football again in the NFL. But I also come out with Jamie is that I, I am curious how it took this long. We were about 12 days from this player punting in SoFi Stadium against the Rams in the NFL opener, which is unsettling and disturbing. So I'm glad the Bills cut him. I think it was the right thing for them to do optics-wise and football-wise and across the board-wise. I just wish that it would have gotten this far down the line. We were this close to really flirting with the NFL opener with this type of allegation hanging, and uh, hopefully the next time it will not. I'd be remiss if I didn't include a rise statement, by the way, saying, yeah. quote, the facts of the incident are not what they are portrayed in the lawsuit or in the press. I look forward to quickly setting the record straight. So, and, and that's what the Bills had leaned on. They had said, you know, Ariza gave us one version of things. The lawsuit obviously is a different version of things and we were trying to piece them together. And a lot of folks will continue to try to piece these things together as we see what happens with Matt Ariza's future. It does not include being with the Buffalo Bills in the short term mm -hmm. for sure. It's backyard barbecue season, so light up the charcoal or fire up the propane and throw some burgers on the grill. Some people like cheeseburgers, others like hamburgers, and people will argue about pickles until the cows come home. But there's one thing that needs no debate, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. You add Hellman's and boom, next level burgers, it's that easy. And then there's the side that every backyard burger cries out for, Potato salad. Do you want to know the best secret ingredient? You've probably already guessed it. Tellman's Real Mayonnaise. There are two kinds of potato salad. Deliciously irresistible, rich and creamy potato salad and potato salad made without Hellman's. It's up to you what you want to serve. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's he going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Toyota Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect way to get to the dog park. Oh, that's the vet's office. It's okay, Lulu. We can go to the park after this. Whew, that's a relief. 
You were so good in there. Let's get you a treat too. Backseat besties. It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Geno Smith being announced as the official starter for the Seahawks. We now know almost every starting quarterback heading into week one. So what starting quarterback are you guys most excited to see in week one with our what? It should be who? It should be who? It should be who? I, who are you most excited to see in week one? I said it was a new segment. I said it was a new segment. Stay hot. Here we go. Uh, Stay what? Stay hot. Stay who? What? Who? Oh, what? Oh, who? it's Justin Fields. See, okay. I'm trying to make Is it, it to what. Because, uh, listen, we could do the whole vanilla defense and don't necessarily look at what he did over the weekend and say, well, that's going to be how it's going to look week one. Sure. But it might. It just might. I mean, this is a guy who, in his rookie year, really didn't have everything around him that he needed to succeed. And this was all about making sure that he comes out and he plays well and he has that confidence and he feels good about the scheme. Could they have done more from a personnel standpoint around him? It's too late. We yes, can't have that. Up. We can't have that conversation now because the offseason's over. Right. We're right. heading into the regular right. season. So it could go one of two ways. I can't wait to see which way it goes. Yeah, for me, this is an easy one. Tua Tungavailoa. You talk about a quarterback not yeah. having everything around him that he needs to succeed. Tua now has that. You saw the 50-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. Raheem Mostar had a 25-yard run out of the backfield versus the Eagles. If you care, it's preseason, but Tua had a per perfect quarterback passer rating in this game versus the Eagles. So all we've talked about all offseason, Tyreek Hill's on the Dolphins. They shored up the offensive line. Tua has weapons all around him. Jalen Waddle's still there. Mike Jacecki's still there. I'm fired up to see my guy Tua go out there week one versus the Patriots. It'll be game planning going on, but new offensive coordinator. Mike McDaniel's now there. What are they going to run? There will be a lot of unknown. I'm looking forward to seeing a Tua man out there. You are early to this, too, Jay. You've been saying since we sat down, I'm yes. a Tua guy, I'm a Tua guy. So if he lights the world on fire, like, you deserve credit. Yeah. You were in there yeah. early. I like that. Whatever the question is, I'm excited to see Trey Lance in week one. <laughs> All right, so what was the number? 318 pass attempts for him in college. Like, I think he's gotten north of 400 by now, and apparently that's enough for us to know that he is the answer for the San Francisco 49ers. And that's the thing. It's very funny, and this speaks to Kyle's point about, like, surprises are coming. Like, he showed us enough to essentially not call Kyle Shanahan crazy for making this move. We were like, okay, we see it. We saw the connection. The Danny Gray touchdown, 78-yard bomb on the left, down the left side of the field in preseason was a beautiful thing. It kind of showed us a little bit what we needed to know, but I'm just excited to get more answers and to really understand the reason behind why he is the guy. I think he is, but I want just I want more confirmation. I do too, and that's a great answer, and I would have said him, and he's playing against Justin Fields week mm -hmm. one, so you get both mm -hmm. of them on the field at the same time. Uh, but the number one viral uh, moments, internet moments, PR moment, everything will come when and if Baker Mayfield beats the Cleveland Browns in week one as a member of the Carolina Panthers and addresses the media afterwards, and the question is simple of Baker, how does it feel? And whatever he says next is the moment of week one and maybe the moment of the first month. It is that big. It is so much bigger than football. You guys know I've been on this. On it. When yep. second they announced, never mind that Baker was a starter. I knew he was going to be the starter the second the Panthers got him. And everybody did the same thing. Oh, the Panthers. Wait a second. <laughs> week one, they're playing the Browns. Sure enough, that is, it's a one o'clock matchup. It's sleepy game. Browns at Panthers. It's not national or anything and it doesn't matter. Uh, it's from start to finish. This is a Shakespearean tale of revenge and betrayal. And Baker's not going to say nothing. I know he's going to try to go a little high road. Mm -hmm. He's always got that little thing in it is the number one moment I'm looking forward to mm -hmm. when Baker beats the Browns. And I do think
think he'll beat the Browns. I knew you were going there. You got it. Someone has to. I mean, that's the biggest one. So it's Fantasy Week here at NFL Network. And um, as you couldn't tell by today, a ton of questions that have to be answered about your leagues and your team. And this is happening in real time. Jason McCourty is essentially being convinced to join someone's fantasy football team. One of you. Excuse me. One of you. Yeah. Go, Go to Twitter or Instagram or anything. At Jason McCourty, it's McCourty Twins on Instagram still, am I there right? You go. And there plead you go. your case as to why Jason McCourty should join your league, and he says he'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm looking to learn. I need to know all these acronyms. What PPE? PPR. ADPs, that's ADP, right. ADP, ADTs, AARP, All I have no idea. WWE. Let me join your league. Teach me, coach me a little bit. But I'm going to go in there. I'm going to compete. There's only I can't I can't win a ton of money though. We're we're NFL employees. No, I just want I just want bragging rights. Well, and let me join for that. And that means that we have to bring the fantasy name generator back. You got to get mm. the thing. You got a name kicked out. Like we got to get yes. things working here. But the point yes. is, McCordy wants to join your fantasy league. At Jason McCordy, come tweet me. I'm joining yeah. somebody's fantasy team. Yes. At Jason McCordy. Jason's never played before, but he's played a large role in earning people fantasy points on the field. So sure. like that, that's a reason you should bring him in, right? Or taking fantasy points away. Exactly. Yeah. Taking fantasy you, points did you, away. Did you, did you see the subtle shot he gave me? Like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> it was no subtle. It no. You were. You were not getting George Pickens. You were standing up. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.